stupid agenda. Uh, why do you see gasoline? In conspiracy, worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. All right, let's get it started. Today's chaplain is Hannah. Hannah, take it away. Sure. Um, today I'll be reading uh, from a piece um, that's one of my personal favorites. Nice. Four-door Maybach, I drive anything. Buy my range, make them go insane. Oh my Lord, praise him be. My guillotine. Drank promethazine, TEC and beams. Go to those extremes. Parliament, Calamari Wednesday. Parlay in Vegas, we was in attendance before the business. Theodore lenses, more prescriptions. Focus on the missions, intermission, never take a break. Switch states, touchdown, foreign planes. Ain't no way, ain't no fucking way. We call the play, we didn't come to play. Rob the bank, we're gonna rob the game. They gang, we're gang, but they are not the same. Percocets, Molly Percocets, Percocets, Molly Percocets. Rep the set, gotta rep the set. Chase a check, never chase a bench. Mask on, fuck it, mask off. Mask on, fuck it, mask off. Percocets, Molly Percocets. Chase a check, never chase a bench. Damn. Damn oh, man. Real. Thank you. I Thank think you. that the cool thing about Atlanta mumble rap is when you really slow it down and take a time, take the time to understand what's being said, there's all yeah. these layers open up to you. Yeah. yeah. It gets mas- better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think so too, and I wanted to learn more about m- masks. Yeah, and I, I thought it was a lovely invocation. Uh, obviously, very appropriate for the topic today. I am the marshal. I'll be leading the discussion. Um, but like, but first, let's introduce ourselves. Welcome to the meeting, uh, the first and only weekly podcast brought to you by Conspiracy. Conspiracy is, of course. Ah, uh, uh, hi, uh, Joe Zoller. Uh, my house is devoid of. Um, uh, uh, alcohol. Hey, uh, Romy Sklar, uh, my house is full of carrots and cucumbers and other things <laughs> to dip in hummus. Uh, hi, I'm Hannah Breen. Uh, my house is full of um, small objects with eyes I've pasted on them. Nice. Hi, I'm Eric Ray. My house is the open road because I'm a trucker. Hi, my name is Jake, and my house is smaller than I wish it was right now that I'm locked inside of it. Welcome to the meeting. I'm the marshal today. As uh, Hannah alluded to, uh, we're talking about masks, notable masks through history. Um, we're just going to touch base on them and try and learn some little bit along the way. Uh, first notable mask I'm talking about, I bet you guys can guess it. Um... The yep. Joker. Not it's even, not the Joker. He didn't uh, wear a mask. Never mind. It's one of the best works of art, best known works of art in the world. It's the ornate gold burial mask of the 18th dynasty ancient Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamen. Uh, mm. King, King Tut. King Tut. King Created Tut. in 1323 BC, the mask was rediscovered in 1925 and taken to the Egyptian Museum in Cairo, where it's become, as one Egyptologist put it, not only the quintessential image of Tutankhamun's tomb, but perhaps the best-known object from ancient Egypt itself. Mm. Jake, would you say the mask has become the face of Egyptology? Huh. I'd have a hard time arguing with it. 10 out of 10 joke, guys. Oh, 10, 10 for Jake, 10. Would you be? I don't know if this is the format you're going for, but would it be okay if I masked you another question? 
Uh, oh, the, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, Go ahead. I didn't have anything. That was oh, good. To say. Good. So it was uh, just a bit. I so anyway. Hey, Romy, remember when you said earlier on that you might have the virus and it turned out you didn't? Uh, it did not turn out I didn't. I, I think it's, I'm thinking it's more and more likely that I did have it. Oh, well, mm. never mind. My comment won't make any sense. Oh, oh okay. so wait, you're saying it, it was true or it was just a cover up? A cover up. Oh my God. Cause it's like your face. Jesus. How, how like a group of old stuffy men to choose the golden mask of the dead little boy face to be their their <laughs> prized possession. Yeah. It's, it's a very I think ma- they choose it. People liked it. It's an, it's, a, it's an enchanting object. Well, that's our problem as our society. I mean, look at what we did to Miley Cyrus. What did we do to Miley Cyrus? <laughs> we vaunted her up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, she she actually came out okay. Unlike Tutankhamen who died a little boy. I mean, that's that's sort of the problem with toxic masculinity. It's been around since 1323 BC. 1323 BC. Wow. I'm just that's what that's what we're alleging. Man, it always blows my mind how fucking old everything is. Right? You it's guys like, want some fun? Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I, was, I was just going to say there's that like saying that like what uh we we live closer to Cleopatra than she did to like the making of the pyramids, man. That shit's yeah. wild. Wait, really? Yeah. 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 Yes. The Egyptian Empire was so long that shit at the start and the end was farther apart than shit like, at the end and now. Like the Sphinx How, is from like four thousand. They think like the actual Sphinx itself is from like four thousand BC, which is Jeez. fucking old. That's an old God. ass man cat. Yeah, that <laughs> is an old ass one. man. I did a thing in uh, elementary school for art class where we made like pl- plaster molds of our own faces and turned them into like uh, Egyptian masks. Oh, um, I wonder if they still do that. Yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know if that sounds like an, uh, the results would be unsettling at best. Oh, it was very. It was. It was very odd, and also like getting it done was very weird. Of just having another kid like putting this <laughs> plaster over your face and like you had to oh. like. And then like, they all like all of the up. finished products like disappeared and our teacher disappeared and like they found him like later on in like a warehouse with all these masks full of children that he had like stuffed bodies and like made bodies of and like he was taking them out to dinner and stuff and he was kissing them on the neck. <laughs> oh my god. Look, only some of that happened. Just, just another day no. in the Brookline Elementary School. Oh yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I think I only threw mine out like a year and a half ago. Yeah. It was still just like floating around my <laughs> His room. lips were still kissable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, I was going to hit you guys with some Tutankhamun facts if you want them. Please. Uh, Tell me something he, I don't know, or at least he, try to. Oh, I'll try. He was buried with 130 walking sticks. Apparently, he had Whoa. clubbed feet, which he wore orthopedic sandals for. Well, that's something that we have two in common. (laughs) 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 Romy, why can't you be like that? (laughs) Look. I don't know. Uh, uh, Here's another two in common fact. He loved ostrich hunting. 
He was buried with an ostrich fan that would have held 42 alternating brown and white feathers. All these feathers decade, uh, decayed long ago, but the handle is evidence of his enthusiasm for the sport. That's a oh. classic rich person thing. Uh-huh. Ostrich killing? I don't know. It's hmm. big game hunting. Big oh. game, large bird. I would call I like- ostrich like medium game hunting. Mm. I don't, ostriches are dangerous. They can kill you. They're, they're, they yeah. feel to me like a pretentious, even amongst big game like sport hunting, which is very pretentious. Like, it's 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 particularly pretentious. Like ostriches. Wait, wait, wait! wait. Time out. How is he hunting these ostriches with his club fast feet? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's they're he's being getting like carried around. Down. Yeah, he's having people like bow ostriches in front of him so he can shoot it in <laughs> the head with a bow. Ah, uh, yes. Well done, sir. Just hit it, hit it until it dies with his walking stick. <laughs> Excellently done. Uh, he married his half-sister. That's the whole fact. At least it wasn't his full sister, and I yeah. think that's all I can say. His full sister was, was not interested. <laughs> Second choice was half. Uh, and his the the memory of his reign was obliterated after his death. Uh, Tutankhamun's death brought an end to his bloodline, and his uh, his heirs didn't reach infancy. And so after that his death, they were they a half sister product. Maybe that's a good call. There's also a rumor that his uh, wet nurse as a child was his full sister. Oh my god! And also, can I just say something? I think wet. I think wet nurse is my least favorite word in the entire English language. Uh, I think I. I didn't know it until you said it just now, but I think that's what it is. I do have that effect on words sometimes, but uh, (laughs) hit me with an alternative. Um. Um. Bone dry nurse. Milk. Milk bag. (laughs) Moist nanny. (laughs) Uh, Nipple nanny. I take it back. Moist nanny is the worst. Nip nourisher? Nip nourisher. <laughs> nip nourisher is good. Lip mm-hmm. to nip technician. Moving on. Our Henry next mask. Money. The best of the Chest. breast. Chest juicer. <laughs> we can keep going. And then we got another one. Mammary yeah. mommy. Mammary mommy. Okay. Eric, anything? No. <laughs> No, no, okay. He's no, just writing. He's just writing furiously. <laughs> no. Eric, Eric is just suckling furiously. Oh no. No, yeah, no. Okay, Eric. All right, we'll move Sorry. on. Our our next mask is actually a pair. Uh, yes, it's the iconic theater masks. We've all seen the classic image of two masks, one representing comedy, the other tragedy. Right? We're all familiar yes. with this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. I've seen it. They're like the very generic masks that are like they're very generic. They're yeah. like the black and white masks. Yeah, yeah, it's the laughing and the crying one. I had the um, I had a keychain on my keys, and then I left those keys on a bus, and I never saw them again. Damn. But, yeah, I had to get new house keys. That's a powerful tale. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I had the I had like a a nice metal version of those. But yeah, oh, okay. The, Were you yeah, into theater yeah. as a child? Yes. Yeah, I was a real pain in the ass. I but... couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, I feel like the lag uh, 
messed that up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was addressing the theater kid part, not the the real asshole part. Sure. I don't think it matters. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I'd rather be called a real asshole than a theater kid. No. Anyway. Anyway, I. Hannah knows I got nothing but love for her. I know. Did you guys know that these masks were referred to as sock and buskin? No. They had names. Apparently, old time in olden times, comedic actors wore uh, thin socks, while tragic actors wore calf-length boots, known as buskins. Hence, the name socks oh. and buskins. So that's how oh. you could tell the difference between funny actors and dramatic actors. So you're like, right. Oh, that's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Piece the socks. Exactly. Yeah. It was a big, and you know when to laugh. It's the original yeah. laugh track. Was a sock. Yeah, a sock. Or, or is it because if you're a theater kid in general? It's really difficult to get laid, so you have to busk in in a sock. Oh boy, Jesus Christ! I am so sorry. I am on one tonight, <laughs> you guys. I am on one tonight. I digress. Jake, you were right before when you called me a pain in the ass. Go on. I didn't. I that know. wasn't me. It was the internet. Was All right, the here's connection. a here's, here's a hot take. I think. You guys noticed how tragedies nowadays, oh like tragic movies, yeah, hit me with always it. have to throw in some comedy now, and comedies always have to throw in some like some some tragedy stuff. And now right. every show is just a mixture of the two, and it's like my comedies aren't pure comedies anymore. My dramas aren't pure dramas. What's going on with that? You want to keep yeah. them segregated? Um, not my word choice, but I mean, essentially, it sounds yes. like what you're talking about. It yeah. sounds like what you're. Uh, proponent for is is separating the uh, the different genres. Yeah, well, I think there's like this this thing where I think people directors think to be a complex movie, you mm-hmm. have to like you you couldn't be just a simple drama or a simple comedy. Like you, it'd be embarrassing. So you have to like any comedy has to have a lot of dark like stuff going on. It has to have like weird in between stuff where you're like, is it funny? Is it not funny? It's yeah. just like. I feel like we're going to reach a point where every movie's half and half, which I like those movies sometimes, but not every movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I have a I, question. Yeah. What's your question, Anna? I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I just wanted to ask Romy, like, Romy, what is your idea or, like, what is your ideal for, like, a pure drama or a pure comedy? Like, what Ooh. would you... I mean... What's an example of something a, a that pure you pure comedy, consider? you've got it, like would be like airplane is like okay. there's absolutely nothing um of like dramatic substance there's nothing that like that is isn't cut short for a joke like it's pure comedy just laugh you put it on you don't have to worry about anything like twisting in the last half to like give you like just make you start crying mm-hmm. um yeah uh pure drama um uh, like the Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather is pure drama. Uh, yeah, there's no like. Yeah, maybe there's some. I was under the impression that tragedy and comedy were two parts of the component that was drama. What about Doubt? Oh, the movie That's a Doubt sad with, movie. with Meryl Streep. You think he did it? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Hmm. I have doubts. <laughs> Whoa, Meryl Streep stole our Zoom code. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I actually did the voiceover for <laughs> all of Meryl Street. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you want to move on, guys? Yes. I had some more stuff about theater masks, but we can throw that to the wayside. The next mask. Oh, the next mask is a good one. It's a full body mask. That's right. It's the Shroud of Turin, Ooh. believed by some to be the burial shroud of the one and only Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> The 14 by three and a half foot cloth bears the negative image of a 30 to 40 year old man who had been whipped and crucified. Oh my God. Man, imagine how dirty you must be to leave a full print on something like that. <laughs> like detailing all your wounds yeah. and your facial hair. Uh, unfortunately, the carbon dating of the cloth uh, dates the material to between 1260 and 1390 AC. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, you mean the Catholic Church lied, huh? The Pope is notoriously uh, hesitant to take a position either way. It's very hard to know. Regardless of whether you think it's real or, uh, or uh, I mean, the general thought is that it's an artistic forgery. Um, there's no largely agreed upon theory for how the image was made, whether it was, you know, a body or an art, you know, uh, intentional piece of art. Yeah. Um, but my favorite theory that <laughs> I found was that the image production is consistent with collapsing clothing being pulled against a body that itself is emitting neutron radiation in the moment of resurrection. Does that mean farting? What? Yeah. So so as Christ was resurrected back into his now shroud-covered body, he emitted Mm -hmm. a blast of neutron radiation that resulted in the image on the shroud. You mean like the Hulk? Right. Yes. And then he took off the shroud and left it and someone saved it because he knew this was going to be a big deal. And he did all of this a thousand years later than he lived. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I buy it. I don't know, man. Yeah. Christ is capable of some pretty crazy stuff. When you, you let him into that, your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you hear about that bread and fish shit he pulled? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that was wild. Feeding an entire crowd. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, about this guy and his bread and fish tricks? It's crazy. God, I mean, like, say what you want, but if somebody back then pulled that shit, like, you would be shit in your pants. If somebody did that or walked on water, like, even if it was a really good magic trick, like Chris Angel style, like, there's no way that you could attempt to, like, I don't know, like, debunk that. Right. No one's got the, the time or the resources. They just take yeah. it as magic. What a lot of people don't talk about, though, is at after that dinner, a lot of people got food poisoning. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure, sure. The fish was free, and it was magically created, but a little <laughs> undercooked. I lost more undercooked. calories. Yeah, I lost more calories that night shitting my brains out than I did eating. Yeah. I mean, he's great. He's great. He's the son of God, but uh, the best chef? I don't know. <laughs> Where'd all this fish come from? You know, you could say it was Christ. You could say it was a Walmart dumpster, but I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh. Our next notable mask is a arcane form of, a, or is an arcane torture device known as the Scold's Bridle, uh, sometimes called a Witch's Bridle, a Brank's Bridle, or simply Brank's. I'm going to show you guys a little picture of it just before we get started. One second. Uh, also, it's a shroud a mask? A shroud? Also, it's a full body mask. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Is it so a, I'm gonna share... a chest mask? Yes. Can oh, you guys see what no. I'm showing you right yeah. now? Yeah. 
Hey, man, Ooh. hey, man, okay. I don't want to see what you do on the weekends. Whatever this is, I think <laughs> oh. you can keep it to yourself. Buddy. Oh, no, 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 no. I got the wrong image. Okay, okay. <laughs> now we're just now. Branks. Yeah. <laughs> Branks. Branks. So we're looking at an image of Branks. Uh, Branks was a uh, uh, first recorded use of Branks was in Scotland in 1567 as a instrument of punishment and public humiliation, mostly visited upon female transgressors uh, oh, and God. women considered to be rude, nags, or common scolds, hence the moniker Scolds Bridal. <sighs> I just got a, yeah. Jeez. And what is this, some sort of underwear? <laughs> no, it is a is a muzzle of sorts. Uh, so a scold is a term from common law of medieval England for a type of public nuisance, uh, defined generally as a troublesome and angry person who broke the public peace by habitually chastising, arguing, or quarreling with neighbors. So someone just like making trouble. Yeah. So I'm showing you guys the picture of this uh, this the. Scold's I feel bridal. Like, yeah, I feel like if I had been in Scotland in the 1500s, I would have been fucked. <laughs> I would have been. You would have been. been fucked. This is this is not. This is. I would have been in one of these. You would have been branked. Locks, lock, stock, and barrel. I would have been in one of these. So here's here's an image of it on. Or, oh um, Jesus! That that work. So yeah. what is it? I yeah. saw it. Yeah, now it's back. But what? what is oh it? boy! Do you? cause again what does it do so what it does is it um i'll, I'll go over that now it's uh the core construction of the scold's bridle is an iron muzzle attached to an iron framework that had closed the head a bridle bit about two inches by one inches was slid into the mouth and either pressed down on top to compress the tongue down or under the tongue to clamp Ew. it against the palate yucky and other variations included like spikes or blades in that bit so that you didn't have like pressure to keep the tongue still, just like the if you didn't keep it still, of, yeah. it would cut it up. Yeah. Ugh. So the end effect was that the offender would be unable to uh, speak in some cases, eat or drink. You know, and uh, mm. the uh, punishment was uh, women were often do forced to wear the device and then parade it around town or put on public display. It must Oof. have been tough. If like, imagine if you had a sick Oof. burn to just dish out at your neighbor, and you're like, it's on point. You gotta, you gotta weigh that against uh, a torture. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That's another example of one. Oof. They've got like masks and and funny shapes. Yeah. I'll tell you, you flip this thing upside down, you let me put my legs through those holes at the top. You could have a lot of fun with this thing. <laughs> Describe it for me, Jim. Well, you got, you know, it's kind of like uh, you, you ever seen a jock strap? <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of like that. Strap. And then, like, I guess back or front, whichever way you feel like riding the horse, uh, it's got kind of a thing that goes in, um, yeah. which I assume is meant for the mouth. But, <laughs> I mean, if we get creative, we can go other yeah. places. It's a big iron muzzle for people that were annoying. What if, and the second one you showed had, like, an outline of a face. Did they tailor it to people's face? Were they like, we have a... We have a loud woman. Can you take her face measurements so you can make this? Right. Or did you just this have is to? This the face of a loud woman. Right. Or or did you just have to mash your face into whatever face was already there, and that was part of the punishment? Like, what if my nose wasn't that size? I would guess the second. Yeah. I I would guess that if these people are criminals, they're already not taking into account whether this torture device fits their face. Right. 
Yeah, I think it was uh, just meant to be mashed in there. Let me see if I can find. Um, so you got to mash your face in there, and if another. you move your tongue, you get it. It gets all like they got. Up. They got decorative. I'll show you one now. That's kind of uh, looks like almost straight out of. Um, oh. Straight out of uh, what's the Bioshock? You know, yeah, yeah, it's got, yeah, yeah. It's got bunny ears. It's meant to look. It's meant to look embarrassing. Yes, at least she's got her brows done here. Mm-hmm. And her underbrows. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all out of iron, but it just struck me as something that would pop up in like midsummer or, so, or some cold mm. setting. Yeah. 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 That's Scotland for you. <laughs> that's freaking Scotland for you. I mean, I guess that's like a type of punishment that was very, like just general humiliation was like very common for punishments for a long time. Yeah. That's a good point. Could what elaborate, please? Well, it's like the I mean, scarlet letter. Imagine yeah. how yeah. embarrassing that okay, is to yes. have to walk around with a big old A on you. Yeah, I mean Yeah. It really, I mean, gotta suck, but the I mean that's why we have like the cruel and unusual punishment stuff, like the unusual part is all about like humiliation, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're not allowed to make somebody like put a shitty mask on. Yeah. Um but I don't know. For like legit crimes, I wonder if that would be like, like obviously not when you're just over enforcing it on women for like speaking. But if you're it's, like, yeah, if you're like a like you steal something small, but then you have to like wear a really shitty, embarrassing thing. Right. I mean, the like, subtext from what I was reading about this uh, implement of torture was it was primarily to 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 deter women from speaking their mind, yeah, loose mm-hmm. in an aggressive way. So I. I can't get on board with it just on a premise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, but 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 yeah, but but sexually. Oh yes, it's, so it's, it's something it's, to explore. It's been revived in the fetish community. I, yeah. I believe it is a, uh, yeah. a known device in there as well. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pro women. I'm pro woman. You're pro woman. If you guys, if you can believe it, but I mean, I'm just saying it's some. There's something. It's terrible. But I mean, but if you enjoy wearing the mask, mm. then you're right. forced to not wear it. If you enjoy the restriction, yeah, I don't know. sure, mm. yeah, to your right. Anyway, move. What was that, Eric? Oh, uh, to your right. To your right to wear. Oh, it's your right to wear. Yeah, it's your right. That's a good it's, point. Yeah, true words. Uh, moving on from torture, our next mask is a work of art all about masks. Yes, of course, it's Billy Joel's 1977 album and said album's titular track, "The Stranger." Largely to be- Ooh, love it. Yes. Largely to believed uh, believed to be Joel's critical and commercial breakthrough. The stranger featured such as as Just the Way You Are, Moving Out, She's Always a Woman, Only the Good Die Young, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, and Vienna. And of course the aforementioned title track. The Stranger. Which one is The Stranger? Is that the one that's like, and I sit on my hand and it goes a real numb that I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's The Stranger. It's got that really oh jaunty God. piano riff underneath. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I think you're God. thinking of a different song. Uh, the Stranger deals with the masks that we all wear, and the opening verse goes a little like this. We all have a face that we hide away forever. We take them out and show ourselves when everybody's gone. Some are satin, some are steel, some are silk, and some are leather. They're the faces of a stranger, and we'd love to try them on. Yeah, great song. And then I can't feel my hand, and I put it in my pants, and I (laughs) (laughs) pray for my hand. Chills. Chills. Oh, 
and so uh, so there's dealing with the themes of mask and the album art is uh, Joel sitting on a bed looking at a mask on a pillow. That's why it's included in the list of notable masks. Mm-hmm. I like Billy Joel. Yeah. As a person or a musician? No, just as a uh I don't I, well I don't know him as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You just like Billy Joel. You like Hannah, it. Hannah, you clapped up top. You gotta you gotta I, a you know, I I saw I saw William Joel in concert. I did. Madison yeah. Square Garden? No. Um I saw him at the I I wish. I wish. Uh, I saw him at the Bell Center, or as they say in Montreal, where it is, Le Centre Belle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oui, oui. Uh-huh. Um, I actually saw him. He was doing, I was 17. I went up with my mom. He was doing a joint concert with uh, Elton John, Sir Elton John. Sir and, um, Oh, that's awesome. They were exchanging each other's hits, and it was a wonderful concert, actually. It was really that's well nice. done. It was a great show. He was very good, but I was told, and I hope this doesn't affect Joe's percept. I don't. I mean, I don't know, but I was told that basically Elton had to requested to stop performing with him shortly after that because he was a little bit troublesome on tour. He had had some issues with alcohol. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think most most of most of Billy Joel's. I feel like he's always had some uh, issues with substances. I mean, so, Elton John doesn't seem like a particularly like quiet, mooded guy. Like, if 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 Elton John is complaining about your partying, <laughs> so I have to defend Billy Joel on this one. Okay, yeah, I means. I heard a different thing about this tour. I wonder if Hannah can confirm this from a friend who said sure. they saw, uh, like either a clip of it or the the tour where they would have a part where they were jointly playing some song, mm-hmm. and they would go into like kind of dueling piano solos, like alternating. Yes, and they'd both kind of do a thing, they'd do a thing, but like. At a certain point, it just became so clear that Billy Joel is so much better at piano. Like Elton John's like a good piano player, but Billy Joel's like yeah, pretty virtuosic at piano. Like, which is a lot of people don't know, but like, I mean, he writes like he's the piano man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a is lot of that what that song means? Yeah, yeah, it's subtle, but but no, but like he. So I think Elton John might have been a little embarrassed. He's getting routed by Billy Joel in these piano solos, and and then so he just made up some bullshit about an American hero drinking i mean that could be it i so i saw this 10 years ago now um and i remember they did like a dueling pianos thing like i remember that i don't remember Mm -hmm. anybody being significantly better but only because i was like 17 and didn't know what the fuck was going on ever right um but i mean i know that billy joel is like famously Mm -hmm. an excellent pianist yeah. Also, in favor of him drinking, he does have scenes from an Italian restaurant starts with bottle of red, bottle of white, right? Two whole bottles of wine right at the start of a meal. back. Just get oh a base God. layer of wine down and before I put any yeah. food in. Yeah, but you know, but who knows? But now that we've you know established this whole thing, like what is what the mask? You know, is he masking? His alcoholism. His, pro- his, al- yeah. his, his problems, his internal struggles, you know, with alcohol. I, who knows? I, he's a boy who grew up in the spotlight, you know, uh, d- tickling them ivories, tickling uh, the ivories, making a penny a song. It's got to do a number on a guy. I can't blame him for, for being a little enthusiastic on the booze. Hey, yeah. he had to get out of Long Island somehow. 
Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. All right. Our last mass today. It's a good one. It some would argue might be the best one. This one, it's the nineteen ninety four comedic classic, The Mask. Oh, hell yeah. Starring everybody's favorite sociopath and amateur painter, Jim Carrey. The movie was a box office smash, grossing $351 million on a $23 million budget. Jesus. Made some money, yes. And what did we get out of it? Oh, well, a couple of things. Uh, the career of Jim Carrey, uh, the film debut of Cameron Diaz. Now we're talking. Uh, <laughs> but the big hit was for Jim Carrey because... Uh, uh, it would be the second of three movies in 1994 that would gross over $100 million. The first being Ace Ventura, and then later in the year, Dumb and Dumber. Mm. Those all came out in 94? All came out in 94. Jeez. 95 had the second Ace Ventura, and then Liar. No, not Liar, Liar. What was the next one? The Truman Show? No. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He had a, he's just been making money for a while. So anyway, here's some fun facts. I'm seeing, assuming you've all seen The Mask. I have not. You've not seen The Mask? No. I also haven't. Oh my God, what is wrong I, with you? I don't like Jim Carrey. Oh. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter oh. about liking Jim Carrey or not. He's not Jim Carrey. He's, He's the, the mask. mask. He's Stanley Ipkiss. I have seen it. I have, Stanley Ipkiss. I have seen The Mask, but not in a, a long time. And also I have more to say on it, but I've been talking so much. We should go. We oh. should push forward. Okay. Smoking. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> yeah. So for smoking. for Romy and Eric, that's from the movie The Mask. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, thought, I wouldn't know, Jake. I thought so, Joe was just talking about smoking something he likes to do. Yeah. Wait, guys. So, smoking. <laughs> smoking. All right. So here's funny some, now. Yeah. So here's some fun facts about The Mask uh, for Joe and Anna. Um, the iconic yellows. The iconic yellow zoot suit only gets about five minutes of screen time. Really? Just a fun fact, yeah. I would have Everyone no idea. In, in my mind, he's in that suit the entire movie. Yeah, right? for sure. Right. And there's oh. a little and there's a little chimp with him, like a little brown monkey. Yeah. Yep. Cameron Diaz? No. Uh, curious George. <laughs> Eric, your face. <laughs> Uh, here's another little fun fact. The role of Stanley Ipkiss was uh, was actually rewritten for Jim Carrey. Originally, producers were considering other comedic talents, including Matthew Broderick, Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, and Martin Short. Yeah, I like all those people, except for Matt Broderick. <laughs> Nothing funny about you. <laughs> what are you going to say? You're going to bring Kill- up him killing, killing those people again? Killing somebody in Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> you just can't let it go. Matthew Broderick will never, a I will of never people. stop you until him and Jennifer Gay and Jennifer Gray find justice. Until we have Wait, justice. killed somebody. Yeah, he and Jennifer Gray ran two people over. Yeah, in Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a something that does not come up a lot, but well, it is. He, don't he, even yeah. try and bring it up with Sarah Jessica Parker. Wasn't it his day off though? Don't, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna mute him. Throw me, I'm, I'm mute already, him we're gonna mute him. mute him now. Oh, another fun me mask fact. Uh, moving on to years before, years before Son of the Mask, uh, the sequel with Jamie Kennedy. Better uh, film. Uh, <laughs> there were at some point plans for The Mask 2, uh, a sequel with Jim Carrey, 
but uh, that was eventually canceled after Jim Carrey declined to reprise the role. Uh, but it was a legitimate uh, prospect for a while to the point where Nintendo Power Magazine uh, offered a contest where the first prize was a walk-on role in the movie The Mask 2. Uh, when when they went out of print, they issued an apology to the winner of that contest. Hey, I mean, you thought you were going to be in The Mask 2, but at the end, you got a sick apology. From Nintendo Power, no less. From Nintendo Power, put that up. I like that. I like that they didn't. It wasn't. They didn't have to uh, issue an apology because the movie never got made. It's the fact that they're coming out of business. Oh my god. Oh, I think Nintendo Power is the only brand-specific magazine I've ever purchased. Nintendo Hmm. Power. Were you a Nintendo Power subscriber? Listen, man. The Scholastic Book Fair. The Scholastic Book Fair came through, and there were offering a lot of sexy deals at a lot of sexy prices, and for a lot of sexy kids. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe your boy got a little hookup with the Nintendo, you know, inside scoop. Maybe, maybe he did. Hell yeah! I think I. It's almost true for me, but I did subscribe to Sabra Hummus Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Right. I had to cancel my subscription because I mean, Jeffrey Tambor was the face of that magazine. Oh, and then no, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, and it just got weird. Games. It just got weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, those are all the masks I have to talk about today. We're gonna pass it on over to the game warden today, who is it's me, Joey Z. Hey, it's me, Joey Z. Uh, all right, so we had mentioned movies, and I'm glad I almost I was so afraid when you started talking about the mask because I thought it was this film. Um, but you know, ideal world, um, we're gonna get the sequel to the movie that we all wanted, that we all demanded growing up, and mm-hmm. that is uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest mask based film of all time, right? Uh, and so, what I would like. I'd like to go around and uh, we're going to give the premise of the sequel of Mrs. Doubtfire in which Robin Williams, a.k.a. Psycho Dad, is using his ability to take on characters within a suit to do something of importance. And I would like the title as well. Is it the same character or is he it's a new persona for him? It's oh. I mean, no, no, no. You still have to be Mrs. Doubtfire, but you have to stick Mrs. Doubtfire somewhere else. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Mm. Um, Off the top of my head? Because everything kind of works out in the end of Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. He well, gets yeah, the TV but, job. He's got his family back. Yeah. I mean everything. I mean everything appears to work out, but everything appears to work out at the end of the newest Marvel film, and it seems like they're going to have to continue. Yeah, hmm. good point. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think I've got one. Hit okay. Us. Uh, it's it's not well thought out, but um, okay. The sequel is uh, Mrs. Doubtfire colon. Health health check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she in this movie um works for the sanitation department, and she goes into failing restaurants, right? Yeah. And she she's she is 
Robin Williams is seated. He's enjoying a meal. You know, he hears them talking in the back, two guys in the kitchen. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to wash my hands before I put this pork on the grill. Right? And then Mrs. And he overhears all of this, Robin Williams does. And then Mrs. Doubtfire comes in and she goes, Keep it an eye at Doubtfire, here to check your cleanliness status. And she knows they're lying the whole time. And basically, she just shuts down a, a shitload of restaurants because she's got. You know, does that make sense? Because Robin Williams is the undercover customer and then Mrs. Doubtfire comes back and busts their ass. Exactly. And I have, there's a lot more thinking to be done on it. Right. I just, this is kind of me coming up with it. I think we, it's, there's something there though. Here's my, here's, I like it. I think it's a, I think it's a winner. Um, I, my, here's how I envision a sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's, he's gotten everything he wants. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's there's trouble at home because they still all have to adjust to everything that he's done and, and this mm-hmm. new reality for all themselves. And I think the the sequel should really focus on him and his ex wife rekindling their relationship, but they can't divorce it from the Miss Doubt Mrs. Doubtfire character. So it's about healthily so incorporating Mrs. Doubtfire into their um, sexual relationship in a way that everyone feels taken care of and no one feels left out and uncomfortable. So it's really kind of like, it's like a, I, I think the closest uh, analog would be like a Itu Mama Tambien or like a Eyes Wide Shut, mm-hmm. but obviously with um, Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire, and um, I, I'm blanking on the actress's name. Uh, oh, Sally uh, Fields. Sally Fields. <laughs> Barney Rubble. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So yeah, it's kind of a. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so just like no. uh, <laughs> right, I got one. I'm sorry. Quick caveat. <laughs> Are you done with yours, Jake, or not? Yeah, no, just a uh, sexual uh, slow burn with uh, <laughs> Robin Williams, Sally Fields, and uh, uh, cross-dressing. Um, mine is, um, it's, it comes with a caveat, because I, I think I watched like half of Mrs. Doubtfire as a kid, but mm-hmm. especially as a kid, and to some extent now, I was so bad at like watching movies that had like awkwardness, like Larry David kind of things, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. like anything, mm-hmm. anybody who was like hiding something and about to get discovered like yeah. if there was some kids movie where somebody's like hiding under a bed when somebody came into the room, it's like, who's there? I'm like, I, I'd have to leave the room. It's and, uncomfortable. Uh, so I think I left yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire many times and could not stomach the movie piece of just, I felt like Robin Williams was always going to be discovered. So with that I caveat, get that. I get that, right? It's like, it's a constant, you're just on edge. But mm-hmm. my new mm-hmm. movie would be like, uh, I think it would be Robin Williams, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire joins uh, Major League Baseball, and she's she she goes in and and everybody's like, "What? A woman playing Major League Baseball? Like that's not allowed." And an older woman, an older woman, and like and uh and it becomes this whole you know cultural thing of like, are women allowed to play baseball? And then but he's like, you know, he's bringing the team together, but also the whole time he's reticent to really be the icon because he knows he's not a woman, so he doesn't want to 
pretend to break a glass ceiling if he's not doing that. But on the other hand, he does support the cause of equality for women. Uh, so, you know, it's this whole it's this whole will they won't they uh, uh, thing. That's not actually what will they won't they means at all, but <laughs> kind of like a league of their own. I like it. Vibe. It's taking the franchise in a new direction. Yeah. Um, really, really just making it a sports movie. Right. I respect that. Joe, did you have one? I think we've lost uh Yeah, I think we lost, lost Eric for the meeting. Um Yeah, I guess I was thinking of like a whole Alzheimer's thing, but I could also see <laughs> But I could also see a I'm movie sure we all thought of the whole which, Alzheimer's which, thing. Like Pierce Brosnan cuz he plays the new husband, the new boy in it. Right. Yes. He It was a run by fruit It's a it's a crossover. He is at the time still playing James Bond. And what he has seen is a man who, whose ability to blend in with people that he knows and loves is uncanny. And so he tries to create kind of like a, a secondary clone sleeper agent. And the only thing that gets through is the Mrs. Doubtfire side. And so now they have a rogue Mrs. Doubtfire let loose upon the world with intentions of stealing this man's family back. And it's kind of like a perfect stranger type thing. Like, a no, what's the Glenn Close movie? The... um. Fatal Attraction. Oh, Fatal Attraction. It's kind of yeah. like one of those with Mrs. Doubtfire trying to steal his family from him as now the dad. And I assume that there's at some point a Mrs. Doubtfire versus Mrs. Doubtfire mm. showdown in right. which they're just, James I don't know, Bond. just punching each other in the fake boobs and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's I, the, other, oh, yeah, I get- the other one was just he gets Alzheimer's and he doesn't know who he is anymore. And I feel like that one Jesus. just... <laughs> just I had the idea as you were saying that of a <laughs> memento reboot. It's a memento reboot, and he's got getting. Uh, he has short-term memory loss, so every day he wakes up and he has to rediscover that he is a man dressed like a woman trying to uh, win back his family. <laughs> uh, and he has like a tattoo on his arm, and he's like being chased. <laughs> it's a tattoo like, on his arm that just says, "You have a dick." <laughs> No, it's it, it's it explains the whole plot of like you're trying to get your your family back. There's a this is me. I, he like got a divorce, right? He's trying to, have to spend time with his kids. Is that what it is? Here's the thing: the longer we talk about potential sequels for Mrs. Doubtfire, the more I'm focusing on how troubling, how troublesome a movie or a movie premise Mrs. Doubtfire oh, was. It's a, oh, it's a it movie that it's well. a movie that it's could very, not have been made three years after it got made. Because the it actual sequel is he immediately loses his job. And things go south. I mean, the immediate sequel is that he's been violating all of the parental-like terms, and that he's right. like he's sued, he like loses he's, the kids he's litigated too. against. It doesn't and end well for Robin Williams. What an alarming pattern of behavior to be sneaking near your children to full drag. I, that's the drag part, isn't it? The drag part's not the crazy part. It's the it's the breaking of the parental boundaries. Yeah. I don't remember Just, how well that was handled. If it was of like. But I imagine there have to be tons of jokes in that movie that are purely man dressed as a woman. Oh yeah, I mean like his boobs catch on fire at one point. Yeah, and that's like a big thing is that he like puts him out with pots and somebody walks in and he's holding them like the pots over the fake boobs and he's just like, ha ha, got kind of hot in here. Classic yeah. line. I I I think we'd. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't need a sequel. It, it's we, we we went over all the possibilities. 
Oh. I you thought we had a lot folks. of good ideas. You're telling me that Big Mama's House gets a sequel and Mrs. Downfire doesn't? A, a prequel? I'm telling a, you that. I hate to be the one to break maybe. the bad news. But I thought we had a lot of good ideas. And if some other franchise wants to swoop in and buy those, uh, you can reach us at themeetingwithconspiracy at gmail.com, at It's Conspiracy on Twitter, and Conspiracy Loves You uh, on Instagram. Don't roll your eyes, Joe. I didn't roll we my gotta eyes. Get this I was out. looking at my nice pile of garbage in the corner. Don't fucking assume <laughs> I don't have garbage. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we've been Conspiracy. My name's Jake, joined by I'm Joe, Romy. Hannah's muted, and we've lost Eric. Wait, I'm Hannah. I'm Hannah. Oh, she's, she's in. Hannah. She got in. All right. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Is it over?